Welcome back to the Grunge Bible Podcast. This is episode 115. My name is Chris Salona. I'm sitting here with Ethan Shalloway on a lovely evening as we're mm-hmm. ready to discuss the Foo Fighters' new album, but here we are. But before that, Ethan, how's it going today? I'm doing well, man. It's so it's so fitting that the album title is But Here We Are, because that's how yeah. I feel right now. Every week, you know, Every we just happen week. to find ourselves back here. Yeah, we have a busy week, but here we are. You know, and uh, oh, you know, know it's Friday night, and like we've—I mean, we've—we've we've been talking about recording them late, and we just keep doing it. So we're, it's another, we're, it's we're another late our, podcast. Um, like we're we're in our late night era of the Grunge Bible podcast. Like we had we had the morning era for a little bit, but then you know we were we were cooking with the with the afternoon era for a long time. But you know we've transitioned. It's a time of change, and yeah, yeah the last like the last like ten fifteen or so, we've been. What are you doing Friday night? Oh, I gotta, I gotta do a podcast. So <laughs> that's what we're doing. It's a, it's a lovely Friday evening. It's June second, two thousand twenty-three, and here we are. Yeah, and it's a funny because we had an idea for the podcast, and they had some stuff written down, and then we pivoted because this morning of the day of recording, the Foo Fighters dropped the new album, so we had to pivot and, and give a little reactionary podcast, emergency podcast. The first, no, not the first. We've had a few, but like. Yeah. This is like as close as you're gonna get, you know. Absolutely, yeah. This is this is definitely the the quickest turnaround time that we'll have had with a new piece of art, uh, you know, getting yeah. getting an episode out on it, and it's it's going to be interesting because I, I do think maybe at some point in the future we will do like a, a more of a proper around album here what we do a proper thing. album review that we like to do around here and that you guys like to listen to. But this is great. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to look back on this episode and and see what our thoughts were because. You know, I've only had maybe two listens front to back of it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, you know the singles aside, obviously they come out in the prior weeks. But um, I, sometimes, you know, you, you gain a lot of lessons and a lot of insight, and 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 you develop a relationship with an album and with music uh, within those first couple of listens. So, and, and I can already feel that happening with this record. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really, really excited to talk about it. And uh, you know, I'm I'm not the world's biggest Foo Fighters fan, but this one this morning, you know, I woke up, I knew it was coming out today. So the first thing I listened to today, and uh, you know, it really it hit me and it and it shook me and it really affected me. Um, and I'm I'm excited to share my thoughts with you all and uh, Ethan, hear what your thoughts are. Um, but before we do that, we do have some people to thank that make this uh, this podcast possible. Uh, and, and they make these uh, these reactionary emergency podcasts all the more possible. And Ethan, we've um, there's a uh, there's a Frank Sinatra song. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it's like uh, it was a very good year or something. Yeah, uh, Drew's probably really upset right now that I might be potentially butchering that. But um, it was a very good week uh, for for the Grunge Bible podcast in terms of Patreon. Um, we were able to ring the bell last week with a. Uh, uh, Jonas Carlson moving up from $2 to $5. We had Keith White join the ranks. Uh, we have two new members that have joined the ranks. Um, oh, yeah. We're just going to start it right off. A new $2 per month Patreon supporter by the name of James Hunt has decided to get some skin in the game. So we're very thankful for James and his commitment uh, to to this, to this enterprise here. And additionally, at the $5 level, I would like to introduce Theodore LaBarbera to... The world of Grunge Bible Patreon. So Theodore, awesome. uh, your five dollars a month uh, is invaluable, and it's helping us to uh, procure new microphones. As we said last week, Ethan's got his hands on some new microphones. 
uh, some some new technology that's going to be able to help us out. So I would like to thank once again James Hunt and Theodore LaBarbera uh, for joining at the two and the five dollar level, respectively. Um, I would also like to thank, as we do each week, our top level supporters on Patreon. Uh, their gift of $10 a month, not a gift, their pledge, it's a conscious choice uh, of $10 a month helps to keep this podcast rolling as we, you know, we keep rolling through our 115th straight week. Uh, We haven't missed a week in case you haven't heard that before. Um, So at this time, I would like to thank Keith White. I would like to thank and apologize to Epona for completely fucking it up and missing the last six months of your uh, pledge ship, your Patreon ship, but thank you. Uh, additionally, uh, the $10 level, I would like to thank Alex Long, Black Hole Sean, The Blue Owl, Brother Nature, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Doug Endy, Corden Stewart, Kara Kay, Captain Hightop, Fresh Tenonitis, Fuck Soup, Granny Grunge, Faith Bittner, Jade Mercado, Carlene Salona, Jamie Lynn, Chris LSMS, Rachel Corning, Nikki Six, Millie Marianne, What the Fuck's Up, Denny's, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey and Laura Nirene. So thank you to each and every one of you for supporting. And as we've been saying, you know, the the iron is hot right now. There's a lot of people who are joining. So if you're on the fence, if you've been on the fence, um, let's follow in the footsteps of a James Hunt. Let's follow in the footsteps of a Theodore LaBarbera. Let's, you know, Keith White, let him guide you to the $10 land. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of options right here. And there's a lot of people that are setting a really good example. So hopefully... Uh, you so choose to follow them, but uh, enough of that. And let's get into uh, the reason why people listen to us. Although I suppose maybe there are people out there that just listen uh, to hear us thank them, and then they just peace out of the episode. But that would we'll be wild. Know. That That'd would be, be pretty, pretty unbelievable. Pretty, uh, pretty excited to have new people come in in each week. So if mm-hmm. you're out there, uh, I know I want to be happy next week. So join, join the, join the fight here. Yes. Uh, and join the Grunge Bible team. Yeah, our my my week to week contentment is so fragile that you could you know you could keep it's me true. on the right path uh, yes, with, yes. with with your support. Um, but nevertheless, let's uh, Ethan. Let's get into this. Um, the Foo Fighters' new al- newest album, but here we are, is released. It's out. It's out everywhere. Came out June second, twenty twenty three, and I I don't even really know where to begin with this one. Um, I think from from the point that it was announced, I think everybody knew. Um, in broad strokes, they knew the emotions that would be encapsulated on the record. They had an idea of the subject matter, um, maybe less of an idea of how it would sound, but they knew it was it was going to be something that hit you hard uh, when you listen to it uh, and, and, and when you hear what it's all about. And you know, with a couple of listens in my you know under my belt so far, it was it was everything and more. Um, it's that weird spot where you are anticipating fairly accurately, you know, what, what you're going to get and you get what you think you're going to get. And it's still, um, you know, kind of leaves you, leaves you without words. Um, I'll say it. I think it's their best record since wasting light. Um, I think it's a return to a lot of, you know, what makes the Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, which is a, an interesting dichotomy because they're missing, you know, they're missing Taylor Hawkins, who was so but integral Dave, to their sound. Dave tracked all the drums. Did he right. on this one? Yeah, yeah. Dave played all the drums on this. This is an eleven studio album, and, and he played it all, obviously. And then he's known to do that in the beginning. He played all for the first album, and um, so I was gonna say I listened to it, and you're like, oh yeah, this is the Foo Fighters, which makes sense because it's a lot of Dave. Yeah. So um, you know, and Freeze, he's gonna come and play and tour with them, and and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. Maybe we'll save that for another pod because uh, he was, you know, that was only a week or two ago. So uh, yeah, he wasn't involved on the album. Um, 
Yeah, like a broad stroke, you know, when I first listened to it. And, and they've done this over the last few albums is they hold on to, uh, you know, the parts that make them the Foo Fighters. They don't they stray away, but they do it in a in a way that like allows them to play their new stuff, play their old stuff. It mixes in really well and people don't get upset. They don't become one of those like heritage rock band like we got to, you know, play all the old stuff like their new stuff is always pretty has that feel to it and um yeah this album uh, like i said i listened to it like uh, once or twice but i was kind of doing stuff i was in the weight room and, and whatnot and uh so i didn't get like complete like you know lyrical type of looking but in in overall it it has this type of it has this momentum to it and this pace that i think is really intentional to kind of it's like the you know it's the moving forward it's the it's the getting through and it's kind of like the it's really upbeat uh, in, in a lot of these songs, and really, I mean, Dave's voice is, is strong, and um, I think that was all intentional. Uh, you know, it's a crowd crowd pleaser. I'm, I think this will be a lot of fun to listen to uh, them play live. Yeah, and, and and I think with the Foo Fighters, I mean, the first Foo Fighters record came out in 1995. You know, there's a lot of years between then and then and now and you just kind of get the feeling with the Foo Fighters that you know as as they have grown and developed uh you know and as the as the people in the band have have grown up they've they've married they've had kids you know as the fans are all getting older you know you lose parents you lose friends uh you know you experience heartache you experience hardship um the Foo Fighters are one of those bands that you feel like you're experiencing all of the ups and downs of life alongside the band and that there's a certain shared experience there. Um, and I think that's really, really on display here, obviously in the aftermath of, you know, the death of Taylor Hawkins and how that completely rocked the world of the Foo Fighters as a band, but also more importantly, um, just as people, you know, losing one of their best friends. And, you know, it's no surprise that that subject matter is, you know, omnipresent on this record you know it's all over the place uh you know in in dave grohl you know losing his mom recently as well you know those those tenets and those thoughts are all there and there's just mm -hmm. kind of that feeling that you know between the fans and the band there's just this shared lineage that i think we've all walked together for at whatever point you got on the path with them you're with them and you know you don't have to do anything alone including you know Taylor Hawkins, when, when we lost him, you know, that wasn't a loss that had to be, you know, dealt with alone. And it's just kind of that aspect of, you know, when we share our sorrow and, you know, we, we, we add it into this collective pot, we can heal collectively. And there's a certain familial aspect to it that I think is, is really, really here. And it's just kind of like a, a case study in, 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 in emotional healing and a case study in grappling with loss. Um, and it's it's one of those instances I think where um, the record that the band needed to make is the exact record that the fans needed to hear. You know, given everything that's gone on, yeah. You know, in the in the last year and a half, and and given the loss that's you know that 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 the band uh, had to endure, and that the fans, you know, the fans are missing Taylor too, and the fans are are missing people in their lives, and and that's the thing. I mean, ostensibly, you know, Dave is writing about you know, his friend and, and his mom and, and people in his life. But what makes any sort of art great is the application that you can get. And, you know, you can take that and you can apply it to your own life. And I posted something this morning, like, what are your thoughts on the record? And so many people were shouting out certain songs, um, you know, off of this record. And they're saying, wow, like, 
as soon as I started listening to this one, it made me think of my grandpa or like, wow, like this, this makes me think of like my friend that I went to high school with that we lost five years ago. And, and it's one of those things that I think this album is already having that type of impact. Um, and, and, and the significance of it and the significance of that impact is only going to grow. One of those instances, I think where something is special and you know, from the jump that it's special, uh, and you're experiencing that and, and you're amongst people who are, we're all experiencing that together. And there's something, something healing about that, I think. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I said, that first album, uh, Cobain passed in April in 94 yeah and dave started recording in october of that year and released it in july of 95 so about a year and you know year and change six, and six same months. thing here yeah. you know we so lost taylor in march of, of 2022 and here in the beginning of june 2023 you know we've got the new record yeah so it's it's one of those it's weird circumstances where this band has these members have dealt with loss and i remember you know when Taylor first passed away I was like you know the Foo Fighters are done you know I was like I don't know how you can lose your best friend and continue to play and and continue mm-hmm. to move on and, and like what will that look like it has to look different um, and then it's a reassurance that I mean they you experience life and or you experience loss in life and you need to be able to move on and be strong and I think that's a lot of what this album is about and that's he's done this before too like I said these members have experienced loss I mean, Pat Smear was there when it happened. These a lot of these yeah. guys have seen addictions firsthand, and everybody's lost a ton. And um, you know, we'll get into some of the songs and and maybe some of the lyrics. But I do think that, uh, like you said, it's something for the band, something for the crowd. That you know, the band is different now, but the band is still here, and the band is with us. And, and yeah. that's music. Music can be such an uh, important part for healing and and moving forward. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not surprised, and I love that. I love that we have this album because, like I said, I had a moment at the end of uh, right before we recorded with one of the songs that I can't wait to talk about. I think it's their, one of their best songs right now for me. But there's some good stuff on here. There really is. There's some fun yeah. stuff. It's classic, classic girl. If, you, uh, if you're asking it, it, me, it really is. And and once again, like I was talking about earlier, like to have a front seat to what went through Dave's brain and what went through Dave's heart dealing with all of this. I mean, it's got seemingly every single aspect of you know of experiencing loss and healing through it i mean you have like the for it's just like the the record is a track it's like you have you have the shock from the beginning of it in some of the first tracks and the fact that you know healing's non-linear and and you know there's you know there's no getting over it and you know someday i'll i'll, I'll get over it but there really is no getting over it to you know just kind of like still feeling that person's presence, but knowing that they're not where they used to be. Um, and, you know, moving forward to, to pass on the lessons that you learn from the person who's, who you've lost to, you know, to, to the next generation of people and your children and whatnot. And, you know, it's got reminiscing, it's got, um, you know, the, the cautionary tale to not waste your life. Um, and it's just kind of got that peace at the end, um, that, you know, despite the fact that this person is gone or, or these people are gone, you know, we're, we're able to take a breath and, and appreciate them and, and, and still honor them, but be able to move forward. It's just got, it's such a complete record um, in terms of, of, of its subject matter. And, you know, I, I kind of think about, um, oddly enough, Ethan, I see a big parallel 
and and this might not hit for for the grunge fans here, but I see a huge parallel between this this new Foo Fighters album and the album that the Bruce the Bruce Springsteen and the mm. E Street Band put out in two thousand two called The Rising. Um, it was I believe it was, it was the first uh, first album back with the band after they had broken up for a while, and uh, the genesis of that record was in the in the weeks after nine eleven. Bruce Springsteen was at a stoplight, and somebody rolled up to him, rolled down his window, and said, "We need you now." Uh, in the aftermath of 9-11 and the whole album is you know once again in a similar way it's about 9-11 and healing through that but it can be applied to so many things and you know stylistically it was such a return to what made the e street band so great and i think this album you know with dave taking a lot of a lot of ownership over over how the album sounds it's kind of a return to that uh and it's grappling with all of those feelings that are that are that exist in everybody's lives uh you know it's weird because as fans we process the death of you know one of our favorite musicians and you know we we can use that music to process that death in the same way that we can to process things that happen in our own lives that don't make sense. Um, yeah. And it's it's a really, really complete effort. And I'm always just, I'm in awe of the fact that there's people out there who can suffer and endure tragedy and their response is to create art and share it with others. Um, you know, how selfless of an act I think that can be and how vulnerable of a, of a process that has to be um, and, and I'm just, I'm just in awe of the people that continually do that. Uh, and, and Dave is obviously no stranger to doing that. You know, he wears his heart on his sleeve and, uh, I'm just really thankful that we have this record. Yeah. It's a good parallel to, uh, to Bruce. And I think, like I said, hearing this, I've seen this band a ton, uh, uh this band a ton of times and, and Dave writes songs to be played in theaters with a lot of people. And he's usually a really good job of getting emotion out. I feel like Bruce is very similar, and you know totally. he's, he like that that connection is really strong. So um, I think he had a lot of that in mind of sharing this with people like in the moment together. So I'm excited. I definitely have to. Uh, I gotta get my tickets now. You know what I mean? Like I got. Yeah, yeah. I got. And now it's time to buy the tickets. I'm like, all right. I yeah. gotta be there. I gotta be there for the first tour of the you know of this album moving forward. And pretty excited. Uh, the second track, Under You, so the first one's Rescued, a really, really great song. Um, but I want to bring up Under You to start. <clears throat> it's got that 90s, like, summer rock vibe that I love. Very, yeah. very upbeat. Uh, you know, it's got this uh, classic drum sound with Chris Chris Shiflett on the guitar coming in. Or maybe it's Pat. I'm not sure who's playing what part. But he's coming with a beautiful, beautiful ring. And, oh, man, it's a fun one. It's really good. I can see them open with that or do something. And uh, it's it's a good one. I, I like that. I don't know I don't know if that was on your list. But I wanted to shout that song off to get moving down the, down the line here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for me, I, I think that first, the, the you know, the first three songs, I mean, they, they set the stage for the album so well, you know, starting with Rescued. Um, but one, I had similar thoughts about Under You and just kind of like the juxtaposition of like the way it sounds versus like what they're talking about. And I love this one. And I, I just I just spoke about it, you know, you know how it just kind of the lyrics go back and forth about how like, you know, I've got to get through this, but like there is no getting over it. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of like the Eddie Vedder quote, uh, darkness comes in waves from life wasted. Um, and I, I think it's it's so true. But for me, um, the song that affected me the most um, is uh, is the glass. I would say uh, that that to me is is the heart of the record for me. 
Um, and just kind of like to, to use the metaphor of like a pane of glass in between you and somebody that you care about, um, you know, and there's a lyric in there, you know, I had a person I loved and just like that, I was left to live without it, you know, there's, and there's something between us now. Um, and it's just kind of, it speaks to how powerful somebody's presence can be, even when they're still not there. Um, and you know, the way the song sounds, I mean, like I said, I mean, this album is just perfect for who the band is like the identity of the Foo Fighters in their DNA is all over this, you know? Um, it's just kind of like, like I said, it's kind of a return. Um, and that one, uh, for me is, uh, is one that I, you know, I, I, I stopped and, and, and thought and I, it gave me pause when I listened to it and it really hit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does an awesome job with, I think the verses and, and his voice cutting through and being really yeah, beautiful. And, and, yeah, this this was a good one. I, I I had marked that one down as well as one that, not my not my not the one I had my moment with though. That's coming. Yeah. So, so, but it is a good one. Uh, did you notice? Uh, was it show me how, and a little bit of hearing voices and some other stuff. There's some uh, you're gonna like this, but I was hearing a lot of bloody Valentine in there. I was gonna say, dude, I, I was, show I me how is so shoegazy. Yeah. I, I figured I knew you were gonna bring it up and you're gonna write. I thought about Dutch mustard. I thought about bloody Valentine. I was like, yeah. this is like crazy it's it's, yeah. and it's it's cool it's fun yeah. that stuff is I, always fun to throw in there and there's yeah. kind of a lot of that on this album there really yeah. is there's, there's kind of stuff all over the place and, and i have to say like show me how like the way the song sounds it was the perfect uh perfect place uh for dave's daughter violet Grohl uh right, to, yeah. to, to make her appearance on this record uh noted grunge bible follower uh violet Grohl, by the way but yeah this one it's just kind of like that that really really um like familial aspect obviously because dave's daughter is playing but just you know the, like all of the lessons that are in here um and yeah i love the way this one sounds and it was when i started listening to it like because the first the first all the songs that precede it like they're foo fighter songs right it's like okay mm-hmm. like this is a foo fighters record but then we get to show me how and, and i know it was a single but listening to the album front to back um this one, this one is out of place in the best possible way, and I love the fact that it's on here. Um, I, I, man, I love the way this one sounds. I know. I figured yeah, this one is cool. It, it's just, I mean, it really has that, uh, that has that shoegaze to it, which is cool. It's mm-hmm. kind, it's very, it's very trippy. There's some trippy stuff in there too. Um, we got to talk about the teacher as well. Yes, the teacher is quite a i mean it's, t- it's over 10 minutes it's a long, long boy yeah and uh, this one is it's it's a really really fun i mean and this one is specifically about uh, his mom virginia was a teacher so uh a lot of it is talking about taylor and his mom virginia specifically and um you know he talks about yeah uses her his mom's profession um in it and you know, I, I think uh, I wrote down. Uh, you know, each each death that and you kind of like, Dave kind of talks about like each death that happens. You know, there's a realization that you're you're getting closer. You know what I mean? It's yeah. close. Somebody close to you One that step passes closer away. To the other side. Yeah, there's an inevitability that you're gonna feel closer to the finish line. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the scariest thoughts that you can grapple with, uh, or you know, in life and and that understanding and. Uh, this song is such a f- fun ballad. It's, it's it's really it goes everywhere in and out. The music video is like pretty trippy, actually. Yes, it's like it's like very in and out with the color and all around, and um, it's got a little bit of everything. You know, it's got some 
Yeah, it's got a little bit of everything. It drops down halfway yeah, through, it picks back it's, up. It's it's a big song, and 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 once again, like I love like this is, how this is for a live yes. show. Like, I mean, there's oh, no way yeah. there's no I way they're not playing it. Imagine how yeah. this one would sound, you know, um, in in the, in the way that you get into it. But I just once again, like speaking to this song about how you know it, it says, "Try and make good with the air that's left, counting every minute, living breath by breath." Um, I love the way the the album is structured. You know, like like side one of this of this album is is all just kind of like you know looking to the past and looking the absence of 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 the people that were there and and how it's making you feel and how you're struggling to accept it comprehend it and 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 deal with that fact but then you know it pivots here towards you know once we get towards the end and and the teacher is i think the, the best example of that um, you know, how like there's just this jarring loss of somebody, you know, it's got the lyric, you know, you shoved, uh, you showed me how to breathe, never showed me how to say goodbye. And like, there's never a good time for yeah. somebody important to you to leave. And it's like, what are you going to do? Um, like, how are, how are you going to be able to, to move forward? And, and, and there's, there's a certain like reclamation of, of, of the, of the spirit, um, of those people who left in, in a lot of these songs towards the end. But yeah, this one's a really, really big song. And I'm excited. It's almost, it's so big of a song that I need to spend more time with it. And it's of one course, of those, yeah. as I listen to it more, you know, this is why we're doing it, uh, you know, the day that the full album was released. Uh, you know, I'm sure, you know, that's the most exciting thing. You notice different things and, and different lyrics hit you at different times relative to what maybe what you're going through. Uh, and there's there's so much on this record and, and even in this song specifically um, that I think is, is going to, you know, it's going to, going to be able to put a lot of miles on a lot of these songs and, and the teacher is certainly one of them is is the teacher the one that you were talking about earlier that affected you it's not is it rest it is rest me too rest yeah rest is the absolute perfect way to finish this album it brought me to tears it was hard it was hard to, like i was listening to it and then all of a sudden like I had to actually stop and listen, and I was and it's just yeah. hearing Dave open up, go to the depths, talk about you can rest now, you will be safe. You know, I think it's at the beginning. He says, "Laying in your favorite clothes, chosen just for you." Mm. I, I feel like you're, you know, looking in. You know, it could be like looking in a coffin. There's, there's so much, and it builds up, and then has this so such a huge like guitar and just drowning sound, and that's how it feels sometimes. And I can just picture myself listening to this. You know, like I said, I, I was listening in the weight room. I was listening here, and it didn't, I it didn't click with me. But all of a sudden, I was I was in my room by myself, and I was tired. You know, it's been a long day, and I'm just thinking about it as like, you know, rest now, rest. But like, you know, when you're when you're saying goodbye to somebody, and you know, eh, you know, you you will be safe now. I think he says like, I'll I'll follow you at some point. Or yeah. it's just it, it was so. I can tell I'm gonna have some moments with this one, and I'm I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to I'm really excited to listen to this one. Like as I'm laying in bed, I mean it's it's emotional. Yeah. This I, I couldn't like I, said, I keep saying I couldn't imagine this being the final yeah. song to the tour. Oh it's gonna be unreal. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be yeah. absolutely unreal. It's funny as I was making my notes, I was in real time listening to the record for the first time and, and writing my notes, and I had gotten to the glass. You know, earlier on the album, and I wrote, "This is the heart of the album, in my opinion." And then when I got to rest, I said, "You know, if the glass is the heart, then this is the blood that's running through it." Mm. Um, and and this is—it's exactly like what you said. It's like when you know, 
after you grapple with maybe what somebody's legacy is and, and, you know, in a song like show me how are the teacher, like the lessons that you learn from that person and the understanding that they're not there and you have to kind of take a lot of the load now, then, you know, by ending with a song like rest and it's like at the end of the day, like all I want for, for you and for your memory is like for you to have peace and for you to just take it easy. Um, you know, in a not so subtle nod to his mom here in the outro, you know, waking up, had another dream of us in the warm Virginia sun there. I will meet you. Um, and that's like, exactly. Yeah. That line. And, and, and I think that song that, you know, on its own, you know, if you weren't a Foo Fighters fan on its own, this song is, is so emotionally driving. Um, but you know, in, in, in the context of, of Dave and, 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 and the path that he's walked and, and the fact that, you know, these guys are getting older, obviously, and they've suffered loss. Um, and I think it paints it in such a, such a more emotional light. And, you know, this is the perfect way to end this album. Um, and it's, it's one of those that I really, um, you know, like you said, you're listening to this album and like, you know, it's heavy and you're, you pick out lyrics here and they're like, holy shit. But then when this one came on, you know, when you hear it for the first time, because like you, you, you kind of thought something like this was coming at some point on the album. And then when it's finally here, especially to close and for it to be the way that it is like, like it is on rest. I mean, like same thing, like it makes you stop. It's like, I really need to listen to this. And like, yeah. and you well up a little bit because I mean, this is, this is uh, this is as real as it gets, I think, in terms of, of of conveying these feelings. This is as real as it gets. It is, and it has it has the structure that is just beautiful. It starts with just mm. Dave playing, and then whole band comes in, and the way yeah. that like Chris has the guitar going, that do 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 do, and this is like beautiful moving up and down the neck while Dave's singing and this droning sound and. Like yeah, you said you said it's the blood. It really feels like you know it feels like the breath, you know the breath, yeah. and it's like the last breath. You know it's the end of the end of the album, end of the song. And if mm-hmm. if they would have if you would have just released this song, you know what I mean, and not not a whole album, it would be mm-hmm. uh, it would be all we needed. And yeah. I'm thankful that it's at the end of it. I'm thankful that it's a good closure. It seems it seems like this one's going to be one of my one of my go-to songs for sad boy hours yeah this is this is one that's going to stick around for sure and and i think this is one that you know as you're you're a fan of music and and you develop affinities for songs and then you go through things that songs describe and you already know the songs and and you know tragedy inevitably will happen and you know if you're like me you, you something happens and you think of the you think of songs, you know, and, and you go and listen to them. And this one is certainly going to be one that is going to be towards the top of my mind, uh, you know, um, when when certain times come. But yeah, um, I'm just once again like thematically, I'm 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 in a good bit of awe with this album and, and just the way that it kind of covers all of those emotions that you feel when something is unexpected and tragic happens. Uh, and, and, and even just something is sad, you know, uh, uh, you know, we, we've had these conversations, you know, many times and, you know, we're, we're only in our, our mid to late twenties, but you know, we're at the point now where, you know, we've, we've had people who are our age, who we know who have passed away and parents are getting sick and maybe, you know, parents are passing away. And, and, and I think the older you get light, life gets a little bit more real and, and, and the issues and, and the, and the tragic events are a little heavier and they're a little darker and they're a little harder to deal with. And, and, you know, this album, I think encapsulates that, you know, that there is no, 
uh, it doesn't matter how much practice you have with something like this. And, and hopefully, you know, if it were up to me, none of us would have any practice with this because bad things wouldn't happen and, and you wouldn't have to lose people important to you. But this just kind of, this is such an unbelievable showcase, I think, of, of what that feels like. Um, but there's something about going through all of those emotions that is healing. Um, and, and you have to feel all of those ups and downs and the, you know, the thought that you're never going to get over it and you don't know what you're going to do without this person because they taught you everything. And then, you know, being able to see the sunrise the next day and know that like, okay, like I, I can't waste, I can't waste life. You know, I have to, I have to live each breath and I have to, you know, um, just do all of those things that they would want me to do. Um, this is, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've run out of adjectives tonight uh, to, to discuss this one. But yeah, yeah, but that, that's the point. You know, this album is so new to us. It just came out, you know, the day that we're recording this. But mm -hmm. that's the point. Um, that's the point of this one. I'm very interested to see what this album's uh, legacy will be long term. Well, I was going to say, I wrote down, like, what do you think that, uh, say, this album does to the legacy of the band? And, or how will, like, how would this album do you think it'll wear on them do you think like this is the first album after do you think that we're gonna have more albums after this well yeah do you think I, the tour like i mean there's so many questions will the tour wear right. on them is josh freeze gonna fit in like or, yeah you know, I, what? I, so I, I think he will or else they wouldn't have picked him that's the easiest one for me to answer um yeah. i just i just don't see any universe where you know the foo fighters made an album and they're touring after suffering this catastrophic and unspeakably tragic loss um i just it's one of those things and i remember we had these conversations after taylor hawkins passed away it's like i i don't know what's going to happen but like i can't imagine a world where dave grohl's not out there playing yeah um you know he's even more than he's a musician he's a live performer uh and the same the same parallel that we that we spoke about earlier with with springsteen i mean these guys these guys are are live performers and yeah. um I think what this this album I think will live in the forefront of their legacy, um, you know, because of how integral Taylor was to their legacy, and 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 I think you know this one will go down go down as you know the most poignant tribute I think that they could have proffered, uh, you know, for their friend, and and yeah. and I think fans are going to remember it as such, and I think they're already starting to uh, realize it. You know, it is that, and and they're appreciating it for that. And I think there's a lot of people that are um, really, really looking forward to letting these songs sink in, um, mm -hmm. because I, I think they will take a little bit of time to sink in. And the gravity of it, you know, it's a weird thing. Like I said, like we we were expecting it, but the gravity is still going to take some time to set in. I think. Um, I think that. You know, Dave was very intentional. Well, obviously, it's hard to pick a drummer, right? Not not yeah. easy. You got to do all that. Yeah. Um, but he wanted to build this album and play the drums. He wanted to bookend Taylor's time with them. This is his first drum credit since I think I saw 2005. So he hasn't played wow. on any, any of the records, right? Yeah. So uh, having having him play the drum parts and and to be able to build that in there and and, and you know it's him. I think is really special oh, and yeah. it allows you know this is just me I don't you know, I'm talking for him but I think it allows him to be able to to move on and like have that you know this is his, the one album that he did for Taylor and now they can go on and make another album with with another drummer and they can allow you know other f spices to come in and, and certain aspects and mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, I, I think that there are going to be more albums, of course. You know, I think he's going to. Uh, but this tour, this tour will be special, and this tour will be fun. So um, we got a good summer on our hands. So I, I got to, I got to go to a show. They're coming here. Uh, they're coming here in the next month, to be honest. But I've been so busy okay. and trying to figure out a whole bunch of other crap. That yeah, man, life, it's life's hard. Been, life's, life's been moving, moving real fast. Yeah, and I just like I said, I just ran those deadheads in L.A. or whatever, or Denver or whatever, and they were like, yeah. "Dude, you got they're better now than they've ever been." And I'm like, "Great, it's the last <laughs> tour," and yeah. you're saying that they're like well, John Mayer's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 everybody's like, it's, better than they've ever been, Chris. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing, and it, and it can be really overwhelming. But like what Dave said in the teacher, you know, you got to try and make good with the air that's left, and it is that weird thing. Like, um, you know, you never you never know how much how much air is left. Uh, I remember, you know, before, uh, way back when I was in high school, when I played football, but like one of like, I went to a Catholic school. So like the chaplain would always like talk to us and like, you know, we would go to, we would go to mass before, before games and like before the state championship game, like the mass, like the gospel was something. And he made a really good homily. He's like, you know, like you're in a football game, like you always know how much time's left, but like with your life you never know what quarter of life you're in you know you don't know if it's the two minute warning or not and i have the feeling by the way you're you're smiling right now i think i've already shared this story on the podcast a long time ago but i'm not sure if it's on now. i know i've shared it with you yeah yeah i, I love i love the you know i mean i love i mean it, it's so. true i mean it's like, so it's, true it's so true yeah it's like um there's there's like a lyric in light years uh, i think it's like no time to be void or or save up on life you got to spend it all Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Vedder had said back uh, back in the day, and it's true. I mean, you gotta you gotta make you gotta make good, you know, for for your for your own self and for the people who can't, um, yeah. and, and 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 for the people you care about, you gotta make good. Um, so, yeah, gotta make good. That's awesome. I'm I look forward to uh, having this album playing and listening to it more, buying tickets, going to see them, talking with other people about the album, and. Yeah. You know, maybe explaining to somebody that uh, you know what it is and you know why why it could be why seen in a so different light. Yeah. Important, yeah. And I haven't read too many reviews on it, so I'm interested I to see how the, yeah. how the people are responding. And yeah. uh, I haven't read any like pitchforks or Rolling Stones yeah. or NMEs about this. Vulture. I've, I, I've just gone to the people. I, I I just wanted to know what the people had to say uh, about this about this album. You know, with it being so new, like it came out like. <laughs> midnight eastern time and and i think i posted at like 9 a.m 9 a.m eastern and you know i was like what do you think about the album and the reviews were rolling in and people were really um yeah uh you know just kind of talking about a lot of these themes that we were discussing so yeah this is a this is a fun one necessary um i look forward to it I want to shout out. I want to pull up my shirt though for a second. So yeah, let's do it. I got this beautiful, uh, massive shirt. I don't even know if it's an extra From Brendan Acton. But we, yeah, Brendan Acton. It's a stop making sense, and it says at the bottom, "I got a big shirt, and nothing is better than this, is it?" So shout out Brendan. He's a great guy. He's funny. He makes some really funny shirts, and I want to make sure Chris has it as well. But he opted, I do have it opted, as well. Opted up. Oh, he's got it in his hand. <laughs> Yeah, making, there we stop go. Stop making sense. There it is. Absolutely. Um, a little bit of a uh, little bit of fun. Yeah. Grunge Bible podcast trivia. Uh, that lovely Grunge Bible podcast with Chris Saloni and Ethan Shalloway graphic. Uh, Brendan Acton made that for us. Uh, he took our logo and he he put it together. And uh, yeah, so he's. You don't know it, but you've been you've been taking in you've his work us. for some time if you're a regular around. You've these seen parts. his stuff. 
and like you said chris these shirts only come in large xl or double x yeah they're only meant to be big yeah stop making sense which is awesome so it's fun we got it we should have him on absolutely yeah yeah we totally should at least shoot the shit uh, do something you know yeah exactly i'll talk about well he follows he's he's a big uh he's a big grateful dead adjacent artist and uh, he's following dead and company on their tour this year for like two months he's going he did out some merch. selling his merch yeah he did some stuff with them yeah like yeah like either for them or like adjacent or John. I, i'm not very well read on the uh um you know the, the lineages out there yeah. but he's a really really great guy uh east coast guy so that's uh you know that, that's a good that's a, that's a really really big uh green flag in our book so we're pumped about that so um i would like to shout out uh our producer drew mcfadden uh, for all of his work, Drew Drew is the man. He's um, doing good. He's he's always laying it on the line for us, um, and he does a really really great job. And I'm I'm proud to call him my friend. Buzzer beater after buzzer beater when it comes to getting the pod. Hey, like he, <laughs> he knocks him down, dude. Like he's clutch. That's he's clutch. He's I mean, clutch. Like a lot. Of, I mean, we saw it. I mean, the Celtics just got knocked out of the play. I mean, not everybody has the clutch gene. I mean, Game <laughs> Seven, the lights are bright. Uh, Drew McFadden is up for the challenge. You you ISO him when the shot clock's turned off at the end of the game, and uh, he'll make you pay. Oh yeah, and uh, but I do have sad news. If you did listen to the last pod, Drew gave Drew gifted me a mic in California. Yes, Although, he did. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I'm still using the snowball, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm always using the snowball. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in solidarity with Chris. No, I'm just yep. kidding. That's I, uh, why you're doing it. <laughs> I need to. I need a. I need to have GarageBand on my Mac. is is too old and is not working. Yeah. So I need to get. Yeah, and, and I need the, to get some updates. of our time, Ethan. Yeah. Your your MacBook is flat out fucked. Yeah, if we're talking dog years, this thing died a long time. <laughs> yeah, this thing. Yeah, this thing's been dead and gone for a long time. But so hey, we're that's still why you the, support the show. Yeah, that's so now, why you give us your money. Right. So we're still buying chris a mic but now i need to buy me a macbook <laughs> and what i gotta say it i gotta throw it in there but quinn shalloway my brother is a great real estate agent and he can sell your house and listen please if i'm serious if you're out there listening and you do want to sell or buy a house we got you covered with my brother and that's going to help us fund this damn enterprise so the ultimate real it. estate headhunter the ultimate he really is a uh, a smart a smart guy so because reach out the, to us. Reach out the to him. Thi- the thing is, like, whether you help us or not, we're probably going to do this podcast. But if you I'll don't you help say, us, we're going to keep saying it. <laughs> whether you help us or not, we still have to say this stuff, guys. Yeah. And like, but like, whether you help us or not, like, we're still going to do the podcast. Probably, like, we'll end it on our terms. But like, if you don't help us, <laughs> it's going to be so painful. Yeah, so guys. please make it make it make it <laughs> make less it painful stop, for right? us. Like it's funny. Like uh, I was I was at the gym today, and one of my friends like it, they were like, "Oh, what are you what are you doing after the gym? Like it's Friday. Like you doing anything fun?" I was like, "I'm going home and recording a podcast." And I'm like, "Oh shit! Like yeah, you you had to do that last week and the week before." I'm like, "Yeah, man. Like that's the way you do it." But, I like, do it every week. I'm guys. like, I do it every fucking week. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Like. We have done this. We have not missed for 115 weeks. That's a long damn time. It and is, it's been man. painful at some points, but thanks to your support, it's been less painful and it can be even less painful yeah. uh, if more of you support us. So yeah. you're like the um what are those like the marionette dolls like you're controlling? Yeah, like yeah. it's just just one big marionette yeah. doll and you can control Ethan and I. Make it stop, guys. Make it easy yeah, on stop us. Stop making sense. <laughs> stop making sense. What we really need is we need somebody out there to just, you know, I don't know, 
pick us up or we need an angel investor. It's like a big donor. Yeah, yeah we need a big we need, donor. Yeah, big money. We need a super pack or something. Me and Chris, we honestly, like I said last time, I think we've done like five episodes in the same place. And I think we we need to get a studio together and move in or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get mobile, man. I'll, I'll I'll go wherever it takes. Cause I don't know if we can move to boring. LA. I don't know if we can move to LA. <laughs> I don't have the money to move to LA. I don't have enough commas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Let's get our last segment in. We got song of the week. Um, yeah. Mine's coming off this album. It's got to. All right. Yeah. I'll let you go first. I'm gonna have to put rest on this playlist. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It, uh, it has its spot right now, and I think that um, it's worth a listen out there. I'm not sure when you guys are listening to this podcast. If it's in the morning, noon, or night, but I recommend. Um, I could imagine listening to this in the car driving home uh, from something. So if it's if if you're listening in the morning, may, maybe save it for your lunch break so you're not crying when you walk into work. Honestly, <laughs> unless you like that type of vibe, unless you like that kind of thing, <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, we we can't tell you how to live. We right. can't even show you how to live. I know, dude. Or in this case, I would say one of the songs is, is "Show Me How." So right, we can't show you how. We can't show you how. And we can't show you how to live. Exactly, Chris. All right, that song? works out great. Uh, so we have rest, and my song of the week will be "The Glass." Um, one of the uh, the uh, the other song, which along with rest, hit me the hardest. Um, so those two, I think, are, um, are are perfect additions to our song of the week uh, playlist here. So, uh, Ethan, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to come on the show tonight. <laughs> Chris, great thanks to have for you. having me, man. We'll have to have you back on for uh, episode one sixteen. Although, Ethan, um, I, I I just need I do need to say this. Like, I I have made. Uh, I'm in I'm in the number one spot for most appearances on the Grunge Bible podcast with uh, 115. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in second place with 113. So right, right. I know you're allowed. You can take your vacation whenever you want, Chris. I'm, I'm ready. To, I'm might, ready to go solo. I might solo. be doing it. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> I might be doing it. <laughs> I want to. I want to mix it up. You know, I kind of want to. Like yeah, I said, man. I want to do one where you monologue for half of it, and I monologue yeah. for the second half. Yeah. So see let's, what happens. Let's, it, yeah, like because like the 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 OGs and the purists are, are probably still with us right now. Like if you think that's a if you think that's something you want to listen to, let us know because I think that would be really cool. Like even it would be. Like maybe we talk about the same topic, you know. That's I what do I'm twenty saying. minutes on, and you do yeah. twenty minutes on, and we see what we have to say. Yeah, we compare Something and see like how that. big the ve- the circle of the Venn diagram is in the middle. That would be cool. I want to know who has listened to every episode. Yeah, if, I think yeah. there's. I think there's a good bit. Yeah, I think I people say. back. I think people backtrack, like especially if it's yeah. attainable with certain podcasts. I've done it. I've went back a mm-hmm. little bit. I've totally done that, and and I, there's people. We'll get messages. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, like I'm working my way through the podcasts. Like I'm on like 81 right now, and like I just really related to this. Or thanks for showing me this song. So I, I think that happens. Yeah. So we need to awesome. have some sort of we need to have some sort of club. Um, the last this is the last uh, <laughs> last uh, story that Pitch. I'll tell. But there, yeah, there used to be a a baseball podcast uh, called Up and In with Kevin Goldstein and Jason Parks, and uh, they they ran for like four hundred episodes or something until both of them got jobs working for professional baseball organizations. But their first episode, because they weren't sure if they were going to do it long term, because like they thought it would suck and no one would listen to it. Instead of being episode one, it was episode point nine. Um, so there was like a group of 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 uh, Up and In. Uh, listeners who were called point niners who had listened to everything. So we need to have some sort of moniker. That's good. That's yeah. that's incredible that's, foresight that's or whatever. That's yeah. that is really awesome. What's our first yeah. episode called? The intro. Oh, 
I, it was we had the trailer and then I think it was called In the Beginning. Trailer. Oh. Yeah, we had trailer and then in the beginning and then the songs that made us fans. If I if I, if I remember correctly, that, but that I mean we recorded those like two and a half years ago now, Ethan. Yeah. That's kind of fucked. <clears throat> it is, dude. Oh, I was. Like, what are you gonna do? I mean, I was definitely twenty six, maybe even maybe even twenty five. If it was, was really twenty four. Yeah. Right. If my math Jeez. is correct, <laughs> I wasn't in this apartment. Yeah, I so. was probably not here either. So. Not this room. All right. I think that does it for another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. Thank you all for listening to episode 115. Uh, We hope to see you right back here next week for episode 116. Uh, Thank you, as always. Take care. Rock and roll. Be well. Dream well. Sleep well. Be good. Do good. Whatever you want to do. We'll see you the same time next week, knuckleheads. Rock and roll. Good night, Canada.